0: Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 382, recorded on June 30th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we break down and discuss our thoughts on the recent Nintendo Partner Showcase. Why it was great for some, and maybe not for some others. Jesse, you know what to do.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Marty. I'm back. And this is Nintendo's Nintendo Dads, episode 382. It's June 30th, and we're coming in hot on the heels of Nintendo's third-party mini-direct that some of us enjoyed and, well, some of us didn't. Uh, but joining us on the show tonight are our usual cast of characters. Mine is Justin, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, as well as your questions, comments. And everything you send over as well as all the other good stuff you are looking forward to on a normal episode of Nintendo Dads. Joining me tonight, Tim Off. How
0: you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm actually feeling really good after uh, playing a certain game and getting uh, pretty far in it. So we'll talk about that later and what we've been playing, but uh, I'm feeling good. How you doing, Marty? I am,
1: you know, actually doing pretty good it's been a sprint a marathon of busyness uh with work but uh otherwise things are good i've had some downtime to play some games which i haven't been on the show in a while so it's like my list of games i've been playing is ginormous and i can't wait to talk about them all uh, i'm sure there's some games you've already talked about
0: but uh, You're I'm gonna get your own segment on
1: that. Really, really enjoying it. <laughs> and speaking of getting our own segment, Jesse Waldack, how you doing, buddy?
0: Be good.
2: Was that him glitching or was that me glitching? I just heard of glitch. No glitching. Well, maybe it was here. just me. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been yeah again pretty busy week at work. So tomorrow should be you know a little a little bit uh, smoother. And then I'm taking the holiday Monday, so Fourth of July. So I'll be able to try to hopefully uh, finish up the game that I started the other day. Nice, along with uh, getting further in with a, a, another project that I started that's not gaming related, and I'll talk about that later.
1: Sounds good. Well, we've got a ton to co- uh, we really do have a ton to uh, talk about tonight with everything revealed and the third-party partner direct, as well as some other last-minute headlines that popped up right before recording time tonight. So let's dive straight into the news, shall we? And, of course, our news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash nintendodads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can jump in and be a part of our community $5 gets you access to the whole slew, load of uh, sub-channels over there, as well as monthly mayhem and all kinds of other shenanigans going on. $10 gets you pre- and post-show audio, as well as an exclusive quarterly art card. And $30 gets you in the Patreon producer slot, puts you in the seat on the show. You get to be in the room. Well, the virtual Zoom room just rhymed. Uh, I don't know uh, where it happened. And so uh, you get to be on the show, bring your own topic, hang out with us. Uh, and uh, y'all, uh, things, uh, I love our Discord community. Great things going on over there. Um, people tell us all the time how it's one of their favorite places to hang out on the internet. And that, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. So for as little as a dollar a month, head on over right now. Go If you're not a patron, go to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and join up. You, I promise you won't regret it. Uh, if you're into Discord, into talking with the community, anything like that, we want you uh, in there.
0: Lots hey guys, of activities uh, there too.
2: Yeah, the third, yeah. Third th- strongest mall asks Swackload, load. How many buttons is that? And I answered three.
1: Yeah, it's about it's <laughs> three. It's about three buttons. Um Yeah. So hey, right before we came on air tonight, Nintendo tweeted like they do, and I always look forward to like the 8 p.m. Central Time tweets, because I know that that means something has just come out or something has dropped. And tonight that normally four... means it
2: messes up my show prep, but I started show prep <laughs>
1: late, so it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally fine. It's just on fire, right? Uh, four more Sega Genesis games have been added to the NSO Expansion Pack as of tonight. Uh, the uh, cult classic Comic Zone Target Earth Zero Wing and... Mega Man, the Wily Wars is now available for the Sega Genesis uh, expansion pack. Guys, if you don't know, Wily Wars is the first three Mega Man games remastered uh, for Sega Genesis. Uh, So 16-bit graphics, sound upgrades. Uh, They're also hard as balls uh, because they went with like the Japanese difficulty, the standard. Uh, And then if you beat all three, you get to go to Wily Tower, fight new bosses, see new things. Uh, which I've never done, so I'm looking forward to this. First time I ever was able to really play it was on the Sega Genesis Mini uh, when it came out. But you know, say the the Genesis Mini came with like a three foot cord for the controller. <laughs> it was even worse than the, the NES Mini.
2: Yeah. That's, that's like the Famicom, the, the length of the control of the cable on the Famicom. Yeah, that's, that's uh,
1: the controller's wired in, and it's about one meter long. Yeah, that that says set me on your shelf and never play me. Uh, so <laughs> well, it's, I'm excited. It's, it's supposed to be set on your table. Yeah, it's, I'm really excited to have this and to have these games. Uh, Comic Zone's a hidden gem. If you've never played it, uh, I don't know much about Zero Wing. Uh, it didn't have any box art when, when it well, came up. I you bo- know what Zero Wing's known for. Is this all your base or belong to us? Yes.
2: Yes. Which oh my gosh. That meme is going to come back. Yes. I wait, cannot wait. Wait,
0: wait what?
1: all
2: your bases belong to do you, do you us?
0: not
1: know tim do you not know all your base someone set us up the bomb
2: oh, the, oh that was the, like the, that um, was like the first internet way, meme before memes, were memes okay like like two thousand. that comes uh, from this game okay was, ne-
1: was it never released in america is that why it doesn't have box art possibly oh somebody's going to correct us. somebody's going to tell us in the chat why zero wing does that box art uh, but I need to go finally experience the meme uh, <laughs> for myself. But you can go down all of these uh, right now. And um, strangely enough, strangely enough, in the Sega Genesis app, still no Sonic the Hedgehog one. I don't well, get because it's Sonic. Yeah. Well, they want you. They want you to play the the Sonic Origins version for forty five dollars. Okay. Right? Yes,
2: Zero Wing released in Japan, May of ninety one. Released in Europe sometime in 91, the date isn't specified, and that's it. North America has never had this game released.
1: No, America. But but here's what I don't understand. Why does Wily Wars have box art if it never was released in North America? Because I don't think it was. I I really believe that Wily Wars was only for, like, Sega's very brief foray into, like, you know, Dial-up download internet service where you could download games. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it, it was called Rockman Mega World in Japan, and then Mega Man the Wily Wars in Europe, and it, it, it did not have a U.S. release.
1: I was going to say, I just I did the limited run games edition of this, where you could actually get it on the Sega cart. That was like translucent blue, uh, and I got that in. Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome package. But Thanks. I'm really glad this is on NSO, um, mainly because I've, I very briefly experienced these games. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to digging into that uh, this week. Uh, speaking of digging in, let's uh, head straight into this Nintendo Direct Mini uh, partner showcase that showed up this week on Tuesday. Uh, it was roughly 25 minutes, and Nintendo used that time to show off over 25 games, which is about a game a minute, uh, which is pretty good considering the fact that some games got more than a minute uh, and some were just kind of in sizzle reel. Right. Um, we did see some games we've already seen, which I kind of thought was a weird choice, uh, especially when one of those games, Monster Hunter Rise, got its own presentation not long yeah, ago.
2: I was upset that they opened with that.
1: I, I didn't understand that at all. And then they also made a really odd choice of throwing in Fire Emblem uh Three Hopes toward the end. Well,
2: Just, I'm not surprised there. It was part of the of
1: the montage. So I'm, But it's not a third party game. It's a first party game. So well, you can you can argue it, semantics and it, it is a it, third party game, but
2: well, but a lot of people are hoping for Bayonetta and the kind of the same thing there. It's not Nintendo developed. It isn't Nintendo published, but they were still hoping for it. You know, yeah. it's it, three hopes was not Nintendo developed.
1: Yeah. So um, let's take a quick breakdown here and just kind of get, I think it might be good to just go through here. So monster hunter rise opened the show. Uh, no surprise there. Pretty much. I don't, I don't think it's their next big thing. Uh, June 30th, which is today. Uh, A brand-new update for that, Uh, and they uh, detailed the first of four updates. um, At least uh, four. Yeah, so there's this big one, and then there's going to be a free update in August, another three update in the fall, another free update in the winter, and additional updates coming 2023 with a demo for Sunbreak uh, available now. Is it fair to say at this point that Monster Hunter Rise has made uh, Capcom a butt-ton of money on Switch.
2: I I would think so. I think this is the most sold Monster Hunter game.
0: Probably even a schwack load.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It may be three (laughs) (laughs)
0: butt-tons.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, I... Here's the thing. If if you're a Monster Hunter fan, like I like I can see how this would be like really exciting for you because it's almost like getting a whole other game, right? But I just don't get the Monster Hunter thing. I don't. I've tried it. I didn't enjoy it, and so this did nothing for me. And it also, I was like, I'm like Jesse. I'm like, why did you, why waste five minutes of the direct on this? Yeah, when you, it, when it's I had its own presentation. It. Exactly. Can I ask this? Did either of you watch the, the Monster Hunter Direct when it came out? Yes. Okay. Was there any new information given during this time? No. Okay. Then it makes no sense to me.
2: Yeah, pretty much everything they talked about here, they talked about during the Capcom event.
1: Yeah. So another thing, too, that I want to mention is that, that when they started this Direct, they said, we're happy to bring you information about titles launching this year on Nintendo Switch, and then proceeded with the very next game or w- w- like three games in to go, Oh, yeah, this is 2023. And then the next one, Oh, yeah, this one's 2023. Yeah, and then the yeah. next game, three, This three one's 2023.
2: 2023.
1: I don't understand. Like, why do you guys, why did they do that? They just very explicitly said, These, <laughs> yeah, this is for games if coming out this said, year,
2: released within the next 12 months. That's what Xbox said. That would right. probably that wouldn't that would be more accurate. Hopefully, we it's still to be determined. But yeah. at least, but they said right. if they said this year, yeah, I. That, it is weird that they mentioned all these twenty twenty threes.
1: Yeah, that was uh, totally weird. Do, do we get any the sense that maybe this was, this was thrown together? No, I don't think no.
2: so. Yeah, no. in whole, this is. I think this is. One of, if not the best, partner directs that they put on. Earlier ones, I think, were pretty gar- pretty much garbage. But mm. <laughs> I, I know that you disagree with me. But this one, I liked. Yeah. Where I will say that this the, next the, game, the, the, pre- the previous uh, event that they did, I liked mm-hmm. zero games. But here the, uh, the indie, yeah. But here there are okay. games that I that's fair. In.
1: Uh, The next game I was kind of interested in, uh, Nier Automata was revealed for Nintendo Switch. It is the end of the Yorha edition. It's coming October 6th and a pre-order is available right now. I will say that this game is available on the PS4 if you have one of those for half the price that it's going to be sold for on Nintendo Switch Uh, with uh, really the only difference that I can see being something that they mentioned during the, Uh, The direct, which was that there will be Nintendo Switch exclusive costumes uh, for the characters. But can I, why did we get this full on in a cart and Kingdom Hearts had to be a cloud version? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. And, and do you think that there is a point coming down the line before October 6th where this is going to be revealed as a of version?
2: I don't think so. I think they would have said it if they was. Uh, it probably has to do with, you know, how much money the publisher, in, in Kingdom Hearts' case, is it Nintendo or was it Square? I don't... I think it, it was Square. Nintendo does publish in North America a lot of Square's games. I'll I'll, I'll see if I can double-check that.
1: Yeah, see see if they're uh, publishing near Automata because it looked great. If that's the footage you were saying, but I'm gonna go like, I'm be fully 110 honest on here. Okay. I am. i Square I, published
2: the Kingdom Hearts games.
1: Okay, I, full disclosure here on this, I that trailer made me interested in Near Automata for the first time, and I'm gonna go buy it on PS4. <laughs> that's fair. Because
0: I, Square I, Enix is also publishing, but keep it's in half mind, the price
1: and it's going to look better.
0: But keep in mind, though, Marty, not everybody has multiple systems like some of us. So no, a, I understand. A lot that, of Nintendo owners. It's a big just deal for Nintendo, Nintendo system. So they're going to have the opportunity to play a game they won't be able to. Get and here's else. the deal:
1: I'm going to be, I'm going to totally flip flop on that opinion in the last games that were shown in this direct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Like these, those are games I wanted on Switch that I wanted to be able to take portable. This one wasn't even on my radar, so I'll probably just grab it and play it at home. Uh, Up next was Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. Uh, This is coming from Annapurna in 2023. Looks like a kind of an isometric top down 2.5D puzzle box type detective game.
2: Noir ish detective. Yeah.
1: I like, here's the deal it's intriguing. I'm like there are several themes of games like in, in movies that I just do not really like noir detective like detective of any kind is is uh, like, I don't really care about westerns is another one and pirates I, like I if I don't care about anything in the, any of those eras. Uh, but you would have been
2: miserable in the 18th century.
1: I know, I know I'm born in the right, like some people are like, Oh, I was born in the wrong century. Nope. Not me. Give me air conditioning, electricity and video games. All right. Great. Uh, But this, what I was going to say is this looks intriguing to me for some reason.
0: Yeah, it does. It's very intriguing.
1: I'm going to be interested to see more about it. I'm sure we'll hear about it again uh, and we've got like a year, I guess, unless it's like an early 2023 title. Um, but also announced for 2023 during that time was Super Bomberman R2, which is a sequel to Super Bomberman. Looks like just kind of more of the same, except for the 15 player ca- uh, castle mode where 14 Bomberman try to destroy one Bomberman who is throwing, who's throwing like uh, enemies and traps. At them, And I guess they're like the way the stage looked, it looked like they were progressing towards something. And it
0: also they were looked, trying to collect treasures or something. And, yeah, and then the one person had to protect their treasures or something. It like also
1: that. looked like they they possibly could kill each other, too. <laughs> yes. So I'm not very like this one. I'm I not don't very excited about. It. it wouldn't be a Bomberman
2: game if there wasn't a friendly fight.
1: Right. The Bomberman, Super Bomberman R, you know, was one of those early Switch titles, and it was okay. It was, it wasn't great. It, it,
2: it had, a it got its name for two reasons. One, Switch launch title. Two, Konami remembered that they can make things other than pachinko machines. Well, that's true. That's true.
1: And so <laughs> it's I like, can we just, can we, Switch this out for like a new Castlevania game or something like a new 2D Castlevania game. Uh, that's not
0: a Metroidvania. Sorry, I was distracted. Are you bashing on the Mega Man battle network legacy collection? No, I was, no, I was, we're, I, we're, I was saying we're still,
2: that we're still picking on Konami for uh, super,
1: uh, what I was saying was super Bomberman R2. Just like it's there. Like okay. it, it didn't look that exciting. However, I will not bash on Mega Man battle network legacy collection. <laughs> which is coming in 2023, 10 Battle Network games originally on the GBA. Uh, they're digitally available in two separate volumes, or you can buy them all on one cart if you do it physically. Um, Mecha Dragon 101 asks us this. This is, this is a great question. He says, I'm so excited for Mega Man Battle Network collection. Did you dads play any of these games, and are you planning on getting the collection? Talk about it on the podcast if you can. Tim, Jesse, did either of you guys ever play any Battle Network games?
0: I have I, not I, played any
2: of these. I tried playing one back you know, when it was relatively newer before I played a Fire Emblem game so this is before I, I'm like, I don't think I like strategy games and I, I didn't like this one. For, yeah, I like strategy. For the, for the same reasons why I would don't like Fire Emblem games, it's just at the time, I, I didn't put two and two together yet.
0: Gotcha. I like strategy but not so much too many like the tactic side. It's got to be something different about the tactic side for me to jump into it
1: and So the uh, I just wanted to, to list the games that are coming with this. So I watched Mega the Man Bat-
2: cartoon that the series was based off of, but I didn't play the games.
1: I never I've never seen the cartoon. cartoon uh, Mega Man bad. Battle Network 1 2 are 1 and 2, then Battle Network 3 Blue and White Battle Network Four Red Sun and Blue Moon Battle Network Five uh, Team Proto Man and Team Col- Colonel and then six Cybeast graygar and Cybeast Falzar. Okay, um, I liked these games. Like I, I, I played Battle Network One. Uh, the only problem that I had with it back in the day was that. Uh, I got to a point in the game where it felt like all I was doing was backtracking and it was going through these really extensive uh, areas and I just got tired of it. I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. But this is Mega Man. I'm probably going to play it again. I'm, I'm definitely going to buy it. I don't think it's fair. Hear me on this. I don't think it's fair to say this is 10 games in the collection. This is six games and four variants
2: yeah that's like calling pokemon scarlet and violet two games
1: and and this it's is disappointing true. to me because there was a uh game that a battle network game that came out on the gamecube that was a 2d like Man style game set in the battle network universe and so i don't understand why it's not on here but it does say all 10 mainline games of the megaman battle network uh, I just, this kind of goes back to the whole thing of like, I don't understand why we still need two Pokemon versions. I don't understand why there were ever two versions of a Mega Man RPG. I don't,
2: I don't get it. Fredo asks, when is, when are we getting a Mighty Number no. 9 remake? The answer is as soon as the 3DS version comes out.
1: <laughs> Y'all. Uh, wow. That's...
0: Hmm. That's I think I kickstarted. That I wasn't really.
1: I <laughs> wasn't expecting uh mighty number no. nine <laughs> Shit, That that caught me off guard. I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. But yeah, uh so to answer Megan's question, I, I'm excited for this. I think it's gonna be good to play those games again. Although uh I did see someone tweet uh Capcom is competing with other companies for the worst like pixel smoothing engine in a game, and it did look terrible. I, I, I do not
2: I've never liked that type of filter. Like, yeah. I never saw it back on like in NES emulators, and like, don't I, do this. It looks. Like I've garbage. been
1: going back and switching like all of my retro games when I play them to to the CRT filter.
2: Yeah, either Pixel Perfect or CRT are the two modes I use.
1: Because I was there's a Twitter account that I that I've been following called, and I think it, I want to say it's like Pixel Art is Beautiful or something like that where it shows the difference, like, between, uh, like, a, a pixel, like, portrait or sprite or something on smooth, like, not smoothed out, but, like, in HD and then, like, with the CRT. And, the, like, it talks about a lot of times it's talking about how, the, like, certain colors were applied at different times to, like, give it depth on the CRT so it actually looks better there.
2: Yeah.
1: And when I realized yeah. that, I was like, yeah, I'm like, going to switch it all back.
2: I like think people gave the Zelda Skyward sword a hard time because of its art style, but it was designed for CRTs, mm. where it looks gorgeous.
1: Yeah. It almost has that like a watercolor esque. Look on, on that. I wish you could do that. I don't know. Uh, moving on, Pacworld, uh, Pac-Man World repack. which is a remake of the 1999 Pac-Man World game. Uh, released on the PlayStation's coming August 26th. Yeah, Game uh, and I asked for. Yeah, this, I was not expecting that at all. And then two games that look completely different, but both of them artistically, like, had me riveted, was Blanc and Return to Monkey Island. Now, Blanc uh, looks incredible. Tim, I think you talked about this, about how much you were impressed with the look of, of Blanc. For those yes. who haven't seen it, what, what what is that game for those who haven't seen clips yet?
0: Uh, it's basically um, a deer and a and a wolf who have fox. to. Uh, I thought it was thought a, wolf. a wolf. wolf. Maybe wolf. I thought it, I thought it was but a Wolf wolf cub. Yeah, they're they're, they're Unless, both they're both children of whatever <laughs> species they are. <laughs> they're helping each other out. It's a co op game actually, and it's something I'm looking forward to trying to play with Sam because we enjoyed uh, it takes two, and beat that together. So uh this one is a co-op game where you can you basically solve puzzles together because of uh you know the different aspects of each character um what they what their capabilities are um and it's a non-text um story whatever you want to call that it's a visual story uh told by by basically the environment and your actions so the uh, in the art is mainly black and white uh because it's a, it looks like it's in a wintry uh, scene, so it looks pretty cool. There's some color bits in it, probably to highlight things, but uh, it's mainly black and white. Yeah, yeah it, looks it, like it just looks gorgeous. Like.
2: So I gave her, I showed her the trailer to it, and she never did respond to me. <laughs> but but she I tried just to get her, her wish
0: list.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, I can't wait for that game uh, the, unfortunately next, but early next year. I mean, we're going to have plenty probably to play between now and then, and then return to monkey Island, Jesse, I wanted to hit you up, uh, about this one. Um, yeah, because this seems like it's right up your alley. Uh, and it also,
2: I have never played a monkey Island game.
1: I, I was, well, then this totally, uh Blows up what I was going to ask, and that is, uh, is this a completely new game? I
2: was under the impression this was a remake of an older one, but I could be, I could be wrong. I thought since, it was a new game. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the old games were.
0: Yeah, because someone in the chat can. Monkey Island, Monkey Island two, and then I thought Return to Monkey Island was a. Um, yeah, I thought it was a new game. It is for me anyway, so I never played the other ones either. So, <laughs> it's, it all well,
1: I'm going to bring up something here that makes me mad yeah. about this game. Uh, according to Polygon, Ron Gilbert, uh, who is the creator of the Monkey Island series, will no longer be talking about or showing his upcoming game, Return to Monkey Island, uh, after Nint- the Nintendo Direct because he has been subjected to a host of abusive comments from fans about the game's new art style. Oh. So starting with Gilbert's blog, he's shutting down Are they really fans, though? completely. And it says, but that's not all. Gilbert also says he's done posting about Return to Monkey Island at all. After defending the game and the team on his blog, he ended with, the joy of sharing has been driven from me. If you are one of these people, go touch grass and get a life. Oh,
0: my gosh. Wait, this is why we can't have nice things.
1: <laughs> this game looks like a living cartoon. It looked like something brought to life out of the head of, like, who's the guy who um, who runs Double Fine Studios? Tim, um, Schaefer? Tim Schaefer. Yeah, like... These are probably the same people who every year are like ooing and awing over the like the the graphics of Call of Duty. at oh, the upgrades on the guns. It looks so realistic. God, get a life, and just let people have artistic expression. People, it it really pains me when people who are creative and who have like vision for things can't share that because of a bunch of dude bros on the internet who think it's cool to crap all over something. Right. And if you don't like that, hey, guess what? You don't have to listen to our show, and you don't have to be a patron either. So there you go. There's your PSA. Uh,
2: at least he didn't completely take his ball and go home like the guy who made Fez did.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. But what's to say he won't?
0: Exactly. That's yeah, uh definitely...
1: What's to say you want? And I'm it's looking sad. forward to this it's game because sure. I fell in love with point and click games because of Maniac Mansion on the NES.
2: And I, I, I remember playing that game, but I had no idea what it was what it was going
1: I had on. no idea what I was doing, but it was so much fun trying to figure it out. Yeah. I remember my my friend Trey and I set up and we would we would sit up and like, oh, what if we go here? What if we take this person here and do this? And you know, it, little by little, piecing it together and figuring it out. It's a great I like, experience. I
2: like like I like the King's Quest games, and I played a few Police Quest games, but never played. I don't think I've ever yeah. played a Lucas Arts game.
1: Well, uh, just I don't know, I, y'all. Sorry, I'm just that just uh, burns me up let people live their life. And I don't know. I
0: don't know. I'm just
2: now I'm all, fl- I'm all flustered. You're on the edge,
0: Marty. Come down. See, if Come you down.
2: don't like it, don't buy it and shut up. Let those of us who want to play it.
1: play. Yes. It. Yes. Not every Thank game you. is for you. Thank you. That is correct. Let it, and let the people who do enjoy it, enjoy it. Don't, and don't make people ashamed or don't make them feel bad about the things they create. Thank you. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about this next because this, ne- this next game is huge. Uh, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, we'd heard nothing about it in months, but they dropped the info bomb during the middle of this direct, October 20th. Pre orders live right now with two editions. The Not regular before edition.
2: they leaked the release date on their own website. No, that's before. true. That's true. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad be, you mentioned that. It wouldn't be a Mario and Rabbids game if there wasn't a leak involved. <laughs> wouldn't,
1: wouldn't be. Wouldn't be a Mario and Rabbids game if it wasn't uh, for the Ubisoft league, right? Uh, the Gold Edition will be available uh, day and date. It'll be $30 more, includes and three DLC packs, uh, as well as exclusive weapon skins. And uh, they did show off uh, a little bit of this game as, and highlighting the combat again. Uh, and then promised a, uh, a showcase the next day with David Soliani. Uh, that has also happened. I did not get to watch that, unfortunately. Uh, because of my week's been pretty busy, but I know that they showed off a little bit more uh, about the world, including the fact that um, the, the the levels or the worlds that you're in are not so linear anymore. It's not point A to point B. But, you know, you go here, you go through a pipe, and then there's a bunch of uh, enemies you fight, then you get to the next part, uh, and on. It's actually just like one big map, and you can go and do whatever. There's going to be side quests. There's going to be uh, extra objectives. Uh, and things like that. It just looks like a wonderful package, and I can't wait until October 20th to play this game. I so enjoyed the first. Looking forward to it, too.
2: And then there's another game coming, like, literally the next day, but we'll talk about that
1: right? Right. It's like, (laughs) it's literally, it is literally the next day. Um, But I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like... I don't know. It's it. It's it. It's a weird release date, um, and we'll you'll know why here in a minute if you haven't watched the direct. Uh, Follow that up with Little Noah Scion of Paradise. Looks like a mobile game. Uh, it looks like a mobile gotcha game. It was available day and date with the direct. Uh, did anybody pick this one up? No, I did not. No, me neither. Uh, Railgrade was shown off, which is a train uh, and rail building simulator. Uh, that is coming out fall 2020. RPG Time, The Legend of right, is coming out August 18th. The pre-orders are available right now. I'm this excited re- for that
3: one for sure. Uh, okay, Tim, let, it.
1: let's talk about yeah. this because this reminded me uh, a lot of Hiroshi and Takeshi or Takashi. That yeah. came out about a year ago where you programmed your own RPG for your sick brother. Uh, but this one looks like a step up from that. If you didn't see it, it's a black and white RPG adventure completely contained in this kid's notebook. Um, where you're able with
0: your, um, your HUD on the desk, yes, yeah, like your life
1: and all that, your pencil, your eraser, and you use the calculator on there, and yeah, you're able to erase different parts of the map, draw in different things, flip to another page to have enemy encounters. It looks super inventive. Yes. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, this one and Lorelei and the laser eyes did not look like full on like AAA third parties. They looked like indies. It looked like yes. those should have been shown off in the indie direct.
0: It did look like it could have been indies. And I don't know if they are. I didn't pay that close attention to that, inf- that detail. They just they look like games I wanted to play. So, yeah, I mean, this one is mm-hmm. going to be interesting.
2: They don't say who the developer is, but it's being published by Aniplex. Like that's not normal.
1: What is what is Aniplex?
2: They 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 publish anime. Like they they'll, they'll huh. take anime from Japan, dub it,
0: and then release it in North America in English. Everybody's getting involved in publishing games. Maybe we should start doing that. We should start publishing games. <laughs> so we'll have to come up. We'll have to be called the N-Dads. Nintendo
1: Dad's publishing arm, right? We'll, have to, uh, we'll have
0: to be enddads. But <laughs> that's
1: yeah, it can be Nintendo dance because boy, that would get shut down before we could even fart. Right. Um We've talked about Sonic Frontiers a little bit on the show before about how uh, I, I know I have about how like cautiously optimistic I am about this game, but they showed a little bit more,
0: yeah
1: uh, during this tra- during this direct. And guys, I am I'm kind of starting to get excited about Sonic Frontiers.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to I'm I'm looking forward to this. This looks like this could be a good Sonic game that I would actually play. Yeah. Of. So I've tried I the think, other Sonic games and I just can't. I'm just I just can't. <laughs> but yeah, this one,
1: I really think that the. Um, like the open world nature of it is going to mm-hmm. really be able to capture that, that essence of speed. Yes, exactly. That, that 3D Sonic has lacked. And they showed off, um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say, I want to call them Cyberverse uh, levels, but they're like Cyber something. Um,
2: cyber space, cyber cyber
1: cyberspace, Cyberverse. Cyberspace, le- yeah, like Cyberspace levels. um yeah, cyberspace, yeah. where you go and it's almost like you're transported to a, a different Sonic game from its history. Part, like parts green, of it. Parts yeah, of the it. Green Hill Zone was shown off. There was like it's a, almost like a holodeck city.
0: Or, it's like he's transported to a holodeck.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like a challenge level, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm interested in seeing what, what that's all about. Uh, I do think that the combat looks a little wonky and I hope that's just early build
0: showing. I not- didn't notice it wonky. I, I thought the way I perceived it was like it was using sonic speed and spin attacks at different angles because it's 3D, so I thought that right. was pretty cool. That's well, there's when, this that's one attack he does
1: team. where he like he like runs around and like creates a tornado or spins around and creates a tornado and the enemies sure. and him fly up into it, and it was just it, it kind of looked real. It was a it's a little cheesy looking, but the other stuff was fine. Okay. Like there was some stuff that he was doing, like projectile attacks, where he's yeah. like kicking, and these arrows are flying toward him and and stuff. I thought that was good.
2: Um, there were some areas that looked framey. Don't know if it's the game or just YouTube. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I'm guessing that was Nintendo Switch footage that was shown. Maybe. Why would they not?
0: Right, right. But well, yeah, I'm definitely I'm I'm interested. And want to learn more.
1: I'm so. interested in this on PS5,
0: <laughs> I, but again, we go back to the to the yeah. whole like,
1: if you, if it's if Nintendo is all you got, then this is a great I, right. I, I think they might they may they might finally have. I I did hear something too the other day that one of the directors of the game said that the focus of the game is melancholy, like it's it's kind of like. I almost like what they're they're saying is like the focus is on melancholy and basically what happens when Sonic's attitude can't be what pushes him through. Like what happens when the threat's too big?
2: Yeah, that doesn't sound like a Sonic game.
1: I don't know. Oh. I'm I'm all about that. Like I think that's a new direction for his for the character. So I it, I like it. it that. Could
2: go either very well or very not well. Yeah, you could,
0: <laughs> yeah right. you're right. It could you're right for sure.
1: Uh, also shown, out, uh, shown off after this was another look at Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is basically Animal Crossing meets The Sims meets Disney. Uh, this is a Game Loft game. Uh, and so yep. uh, it's probably going to be mobile, and it's probably going to have a ton of pay to whatever, you know. But you're going to get early access to it on Nintendo Switch starting September 6th. My daughter is super hype about this game. Because she saw that you could like, you know, I mean, she saw that you could like hang out with Disney characters and help them do stuff. And so
0: that's what I'm intrigued about. I'm intrigued on which characters will be there. And if certain characters are there, I'm into playing this too. (laughs) So I'm a a big Disney fan too. So
1: yeah, me too. But uh, my, well, my son was, was watching it with me and he's like, Oh, this is stupid. Then he saw Ratatouille. And that's like his favorite Disney movie of all time. I don't know why. I've asked him, I'm like, dude, what what what, what draws <laughs> clicks, you to Ratatouille? And he's them. like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's ratatouille. Um <laughs> so he's he's probably all in on that too. Nice. Uh Live Alive is coming out July 21st. We knew that, but a pre-order is now available. Uh and a demo was announced during uh this direct in which uh, you can play three chapters or the beginning of three chapters uh, and the save data transfers over to the main game. I've been working away on this. I'll give my impressions on it uh, later on in the show, uh, but uh, it looks absolutely no stellar. I'm not, no spoil. There's really nothing you can spoil from it. I'll just be honest. There's, I mean. No, I mean, I still have to play the demo too. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I won't do that. Uh, yeah, following I, up with some I, I haven't played the demo yet but planned on
2: playing it tomorrow and I was I don't know do, do it on stream
1: good cuz I think people want to see that uh yeah. following up with some real quick hits here uh Doraemon Story of Seasons Friends of the Great Kingdoms coming 2022 Minecraft Legends is coming 2023 we kind of already knew about that uh and then Dragon Quest Treasures is coming December 9th Jesse did we know anything about this game before this direct
2: yeah, this was originally announced last year at Dragon Quest 35th Anniversary presentation, yeah. where they also announced Dragon Quest three Remake HD 2D and uh, t- touched a little bit on Dragon Quest 16. But uh, this is the first time that Nintendo said anything about it. And I think the first time we've seen it outside of Square's initial presentation last year. So it's. Uh, and what makes what
1: we- this and Dragon Quest Builders different?
2: Well, these uh, well, they're they're side story games. They're not mainline games. I think the combat I th- think might be different. I don't fully remember. So it's, it's kind of like uh, like Rocket Slime, those games on the DS. I, so.
1: I feel like the big angle on this that they were pushing was that you can recruit friendly monsters, and they can yeah. come along with you and help. Yeah,
2: and monster recruiting had been a part of. Well, I think they've it got to start in Dragon Quest V, which actually released before Pokemon, uh, and then there's been a whole series of side st- games about monster recruiting, and this I think started out as one of that type of side sto- side game, but then got its own twist to it. I got you. And it, and it features a younger version of Eric from Dragon Quest XI, and his sister also, which. You also meet in 11, so, again, also a younger version of them.
3: Okay. Gotcha. Um, cool. Uh, also announced, uh, they kind of did a sizzle reel thing there at the end.
1: Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes was shown, of course, available now. No Man's Sky coming October 7th. Uh, this was previously given a summer 2022 release window, so that slipped. Uh, a Plague Tale: Requiem cloud version is coming October 18th, and then Captain Velvet Meteor: The Jump Plus Dimension Dimensions. I have no idea it's coming what that is. July 28th, pre order is available now. I, like they put that in there, like we were supposed to like flip out and be excited for it. I have no clue what this game is. Right. Um, but then Portal Companion Collection was announced, available today. Uh, that is out right now. And from there, they showed Harvestella, which is a brand new farming sim game uh, RPG coming from Square Enix, uh, November 4th. And if I'm, don't remember, or help, correct me if I'm wrong here, this was listed as a Nintendo Switch exclusive. I think so. So basically what it is, is you're living in this world where you're going to experience the four seasons, summer or spring, summer, fall, and winter. Uh, Then there is a fifth season that happens every year called quietus, which basically is like hell on earth. Uh, So you're spending all the other four seasons building up your defenses, gathering your crops, being sure your, um, your town is protected. And then you have to live through this season where all the monsters are stronger, where your crops wither, where different characters like sequester themselves inside buildings and stuff like that. Now, what is with all the farming sims? I don't know.
2: You know, it's a whole genre that I don't care about.
0: So, <laughs> but this does sound like it has a good spin on it, a different spin on things. There, but that sounded. I didn't know about that. Yeah, the fifth season. That, that's, that's pretty crazy. Even that Doraemon, Story
2: of Seasons game. That's the second, second game in that franchise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. like you've got Doramon, you're farming. You've got Harvestella, you're farming. There's another one. I think Disney Dreamlight Valley, you're farming.
0: Uh, the, the Sim, yeah. The Life Sims games
1: yeah sure, like there's, a lot of I, Life Sims there's there's a lot of there's a lot i mean there's i mean still out there there's there's stardew valley that's out there there's harvest moon that's out there the the like make plant craft fight genre of games i, I is overdue for a pause
0: <laughs> is everybody trying to I, grab that uh animal crossing uh, yeah uh audience.
1: Yeah. Um, I just, I don't get it. And, and on the other hand, like with all of that, knowing how popular that genre is, especially on switch, where's the Sims, right?
0: Like it's, it just, it doesn't let's not go down the EA path again. Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) anyway, Uh, the
1: final announcement of the direct was that finally Persona Yay. games are coming to Nintendo Switch. We kind of had an inkling this was going to happen since they'd been announced for both uh, Xbox and are they coming to PlayStation 2? Like the. Yes. Yeah. So the other ones too. So day and date with the other uh, systems Persona 5 Royal is coming on October 21st, which, yes, that's one day after Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. Uh, so that means it's going to be an expensive weekend uh, for people. Uh, Also, Persona 4 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable are both coming uh, at a later date, presumably 2023, as they haven't been announced for other consoles uh, either. But yes, you can finally play Persona 5 Royal on the go, um, dispelling the myth that the Switch can't run it, and that being the reason it took so long. And as a little bonus here, y'all, Digital Foundry already has footage up comparing the Switch version uh, to other versions that are already out there, so you can decide if it's for you or not. There you go.
0: More than likely, people who have, who played Persona Five Royal already played, it, obviously, who are into it and on the better systems. Yeah, there's a lot of people who either chose not to play it there, or they tried to and knew they couldn't finish it because they couldn't didn't have the time to sit in front of a TV so like most people who are hoping for it to come to the switch they they're getting it there so that they can play it on the go
2: yeah yeah this is this would be a good one to you know take the switch to bed play a bit before going to sleep every night to start whittling away at it
1: especially since it's a hundred hours
2: yeah right apparently apparently Blanco uh, finished his playthrough Although I think he was playing the vanilla version, not Royal. Yes, he was in like in like 85, 86 hours. Still, Still a long time.
0: It's a long that's that's uh you know, that's three and a half years for me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this you're you're beating the final Divine Beast on on Breath of the Wild. Yes. Right now.
0: Yep. did you do it before the show started do what oh i was playing Zelda before the show started we'll talk about that in a minute
1: okay all right <laughs> good deal we'll 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 take care of that well guys that is our wrap up of the uh partner direct uh, as we close out here guys what did you think overall i mean uh i'll go ahead and say i didn't think it was all that spectacular i i compared it earlier to uh, having to take a public elevator where there's a turd in the middle of the room. Like you're going somewhere, but it it's not going to be pleasant. Uh, a lot. I, I, I was really um, kind of put off by the monster hunter thing at the beginning. Uh, and the fact that we'd seen a lot of these games before uh, we, we, we'd seen um, I think return to monkey Island had already been announced on another direct uh, Sonic Frontiers had already been shown, Disney Dreamlight Valley had already been shown, Live Alive or Live Alive was already shown, Minecraft Legends was already confirmed coming to the Switch. They showed Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, No Man's Sky was shown, Plague Tale Requiem was already shown and given a release date at another time. Uh, I it just didn't do much for me, uh, and to be honest it wasn't what I wanted. And I think that's partly why I'm disappointed is that I feel like it's, it's beyond time for Nintendo to uh, kind of pull back the curtain on first party stuff and give us a little bit more uh, look at what we're getting. It's time for an advance wars dates. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I got accused. Like, I feel like a lot of times that I am too positive on Nintendo. Like I, like I kind of stump for them, you know, like, Maybe that, that, you know, I just shill for Nintendo and stuff. Kind of have to, like, I'm conscious of that. Like, I have to step back. But this week I got accused of being negative. <laughs> like, Do you like anything? Lately? Not really. 2022 has kind of been disappointing for me uh, in terms of of Nintendo's first party offerings. And, and you know, uh, maybe it's because we started this year saying, oh, man, look at the schedule. It looks like it's going to be another 2017, uh, right? And I don't That's think it's going to be.
2: Half of it shifted into 2023.
1: Yeah. So I'm just a little disappointed and a little put out by that, but there's still plenty to play. And there are several games here that like Sparks of Hope's huge. Persona 5 is huge for me. Uh, Blanc is huge. Sonic Frontiers. So there's still plenty to play. I just, I didn't care much for the presentation. And I think it showed some, I think it showed us a little bit of Nintendo's thoughts on it too, because like, there was no premiere set for this. It was just a video that just showed up on their YouTube channel at nine o'clock. And it didn't even really, like at nine o'clock or whatever time it came. Like I I, put, I even posted on our discord. I was like, where is it? Cause it didn't show up immediately. I went, ex- I went to their YouTube yeah, channel. It and expected it is, it is, to see like a queue, you know, of people chatting and waiting.
2: It's literally a checkbox between scheduling it and being a premiere.
1: They didn't and do it. To me, yeah. that spoke like, "Hey, we don't have a lot of confidence in this," but that's just me. What would you guys think?
0: I think there's there's something going on here for sure. Uh, a couple of thoughts came to mind uh, during this conversation, and even before this. Uh, for me, for me oh, to talk about the direct itself, this showcase. I thought it was fine. It was basically, obviously, there's a lot of repeats for us because we are looking. We always watch all this stuff. So, of course, this is a lot of repeats for us. But this is something that's, hey, we got a new ton of fans of or people coming into video games with the Switch. So, we're just going to remind them, let them know this is what we got going on. So, maybe they're not as familiar with a lot of this stuff as we are. The other thing is is too, I thought, well, why is why didn't Nintendo do a a more robust first party type direct? You know we got the we got a couple things that usually come after one. So it's like, okay, here's the direct, we'll have another direct uh, you know here's our here's our main direct with our games. We'll have another direct about this specific game. and then we'll have another one about partners our partners. But they kind of went back to what they did in late 2020, with you know, here's a here is a direct specifically on a game, kind of like, um, um which game was it? Uh, Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. They did a specific direct. Oh yeah, Origami King. And then they, you know, that game was coming out quickly. We already knew about Three Hopes, I think, for a while. But, anyways. Um, Or not Three Hopes, but um, Xenoblade. Anyways, uh, so they did a specific direct for that. And then they did a partner showcase because they wanted to get something out specifically for the third parties to support that, hey, we have games coming, even though we haven't talked about anything else other than what you already know about. So it makes me think one of a couple things. One, COVID's catching up to them. A lot of the things they had in place are ran out and they're working on things and plus since they are still most uh, mostly it sounds like working from home it's slowed down production on a lot of things so there's we're getting the trickle effect you know when a game's ready it's going to come out we'll get we'll get news on that or something's coming so big that they didn't want to drown out everybody else so they let everything else go first they didn't want to drown out uh, Xenoblade they wanted that get that done and out of the way and they didn't want to draw out third parties get their games so instead of announcing a lot of these third parties during the same direct they said okay let's push these games out of the way especially because a lot of them are repeats and maybe there is a third direct coming that we're not aware of like the rumored next week or whatever or, or you know whatever so I guess it's already past the rumored dates. But, anyways, maybe there is still one more direct coming, or maybe not. Maybe maybe the big thing comes in the late August, early September time frame when we get the next direct. But that's what I my thoughts started going. Was like, I wonder if there's something bigger coming, and that's why they chose to do it after these other things, get those out of the way. Or COVID is just caught up and we're just getting the slower trickle of things. And they went back to the 2020 thing when they didn't have nothing to show, and which is Let's do the one game at a time. Let's do the partner showcase and then when we have something else we'll do that something else later on. There's no need to do a major direct cuz there isn't any there's no group of things to show.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean I I think you're right. I hate that you're right. <laughs> I I do I think what my worry is is that just personally for me that the back half of the of 2020 besides Splatoon 3, there's really nothing that I'm interested in first party wise with Advanced Wars gone. With I mean, I'll get Pokemon, but I'm not like super, I'm not a super. I I've put maybe three to four hours in Arceus so, I mean, I've got that to play.
0: Well, between, between now and the yep. potential August, September direct, we got enough, right? I think so. I think by late August, early September, when they usually do their holiday lineup direct, if we don't see anything substantial there, then maybe it is something more to do with COVID. I wouldn't say anything to worry about. The other thought I got too was, and I, I think I mentioned this last time, was it's almost like in the same vein as when they were preparing for the next system. you know, when they were going from the Wii U to the switch where there was it was a lot of quiet, here's all the stuff that's coming out from all these other areas, and these smaller type titles are still coming. Uh, but the bigger titles, we didn't get anything on until they started talking about the new system. So that's the other thought I had too is like, Crazy as it may sound, is are they pushing things to be for the the Switch Pro or Super Switch or whatever you want to call it? Or there are rumors going around
2: that Nintendo is put an increase in their stockpile of their raw materials used for systems. Don't know what that means. It just means that they found a cheap supplier and
0: stocked up or there's also been something's coming i don't know there there was also a report that you know we have to remember nvidia supplies their chips and they may already have plenty of chips for what they need you know stock starting to stockpile that so although nvidia i think also does car chips but but it's still a different chip that the switch uses so it's an older chip but anyways again there's three possibilities there so what is it going to be? We, we won't know until we find out the, you know whether or not we do get another direct after the holiday uh, in, in here in the United States, July 4th, um, um, or if it's something to do with because COVID's finally catching up to all the development for everything else, and or are they preparing for something bigger? So We won't know until we know. Right, because my uncle hasn't been telling me much lately, so I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Well, guys, let's move on and talk a couple of other little news items here. Jumptopia has been announced as the fourth game in the Jackbox Party Pack 9. Uh, There'll be one more game to be released, and that should be coming out uh, here within the next couple of months, as uh, usually in August or September is when those launch, I believe. And I think it's October. Is it October? Yeah. But I, they, I, have they always had this the games out in this amount of time?
2: They've always been in October. Yeah. I, I have a tentative date of what does they put it? Of the thirteenth October thirteenth. That's
1: just it's usually that. Day. Yeah. It's usually that week. You're right. Uh, So that'll be coming out. And also other game release news. Lego Brawls uh, has been pushed back from a June 2020 release window because, hey, guess what? They didn't meet it uh, to September 2nd on Nintendo Switch. Of course, this game has been out over two years uh, on Apple Arcade. Uh, And so we're still catching up on those games that have been released there. Uh, Just really interesting.
2: Something else, quick, Jackbox related. The uh, the party starter that was just released today for twenty bucks. That comes with the three other most more popular games.
1: Oh, that came out today.
2: That came out today.
0: Okay. Yep. And something I want to mention too, as you mentioned that Lego Brawl is being delayed. This is actually a good example of what I was talking about: COVID affecting things and where we don't see. This with Nintendo because Nintendo doesn't do a release date, you know, far in advance and then delay it in mo- most of the time where they do more of the, you know, it's coming out in a month or two or or sooner uh, because they know it's coming out. So thing So there could have been things that were lined up, just didn't make it and got pushed back. But we don't know that because Nintendo doesn't give us release dates too far ahead of time
1: yeah yeah you're right and maybe something that just pops up and y'all honestly uh i'm going back to our prediction show i really believe that the delay of the mario movie delayed a mario game
2: Uh, that's yeah that makes sense to me
1: i I don't i don't necessarily want to call it just like a game tie-in where like you play through the movie but I think there was something along those lines that was meant to come out with that.
0: What if Nintendo said our game isn't ready so the movie can't go out? It could, but... That sounds like uh, something Nintendo would do. (laughs) It did. And
1: I mean, a news article was out last week saying that the movie is three-fourths of the way done.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: So it's still being worked on. And they they also said that Chris Pratt is going to blow everybody away, which I'm a Chris Pratt fan, but... I don't know. They say he's not doing an Italian accent. So I would love, like, y'all, I would love at Christmas for there to be, like, some kind of teaser trailer announced, like, attached to some huge movie for this where he speaks for the first time. Okay. That would, that would get us hot. That would, that would bring the hype.
0: Maybe it's just, maybe Mario's just got Italian heritage and, but isn't from Italy. So he's not going to, you know, right. He's not going to sound Italian. Huh? Sure. <laughs> he's, sure. He's American and just has Italian heritage.
1: <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, there it's, you go. That, can, that totally can happen. Uh, speaking of stuff that totally can happen, let's take a quick break for an ad from our sponsors. And guys, we're sponsored this week by our good friends over at Gooder and Manscaped and Glitch Energy, where you can go to each site and use the code NINDADS, that's N-I-N-D-A-D-S, to get free shipping in some cases, percents, uh, money off of your orders, uh, as well as other goodies. So head on over to Gooder.com, that's G-O-O-D-R. Gooder.com, Manscape.com, or GlitchEnergy.com, and pick up something for yourself. You know what? Treat yourself. Treat yourself from the Nintendo Dads by using the code Nindads. It's N-I-N-D-A-D-S. You'll be glad you did. Go get you some sunglasses, some ball cream, and some energy drinks, and combine them all. That sounds interesting. Have a great weekend. It'll be it'll be fantastic.
0: That sounds like a party to me.
1: It does. So check out our sponsors, Gooder, Manscaped, and Glitch Energy. And we want to thank them for sponsoring the show and uh, sharing some great products with our Nintendo Dads family.
0: Oh, we got raided by the Nintendo Pals, too. Hey, Hey, Nintendo
1: Pals. Awesome. Thank you. It's a great time for them to raid, too. Let's discuss that Xenoblade 3 Collector's Edition, shall we? So, if you've been following the story, Xenoblade Three is coming out uh, in July, and uh, the collector's edition went up a few weeks ago on the Nintendo uh, store webpage, and it that that page proceeded to promptly crap the bed. Uh, there yeah. were, did anybody get an order through that first yes. time? Okay, oh, first so time? If you, no,
2: I don't think so. Yeah, so no, nobody, nobody did the first time.
1: Nobody got an order through. It was a complete and utter disaster. And so Nintendo said, guess what? We'll stop. We'll we'll recalibrate. We'll do it again. And they decided today would be the day that this would happen. And guess what? Well, because they needed the
2: the pre-order numbers for end of quarter.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, guess what? The website crapped the bed again just same thing happened except it's a little more stable there was a little more stability this time uh as of this afternoon
0: people got some orders in
1: (laughs) yeah as of this afternoon i saw a few people in our community get some orders in but by and large uh there was an air of despair and disappointment uh in our discord uh there in the nintendo channel uh and across the internet people were upset in fact xenoblade 3 trended on Twitter tonight for all of the wrong reasons, uh, most of them being complaints about Nintendo's pre-order system, which was seemed to be completely random who got through and who didn't, uh, even though people were sitting in a queue. Uh, and there's lots of people who don't have a special edition tonight that wanted one, and I'm sure some of these are already hitting eBay Uh, for some despicable and disgusting prices. I
2: saw one tweet says that they saw one on eBay for $300.
1: (sighs) Tim, you wanted a Xenoblade 3 collector's edition, didn't you?
0: Yeah, the first round uh, when we were allowed to get two, I was going to get two. One for myself and one for the Nintendo Dads community to do a giveaway. Um, But this time around, they said they were only doing one, so this time I was going to try to get both Justin and I were going to try to get one for the community. And I sat in the queue. I had it here. It kept going and going saying, wait here. What it specifically says is don't refresh the screen unless you want to get out of line. So I was there sitting there and it says, you know, wait, you're in queue all day. And as this is going on, I'm keeping, you know, I had this going on in a separate screen and I, and I was back on my, computer watching everybody else and i saw that messages coming through about the wario 64 site talking about oh you do a different link you can go in you'll be able to order and then i don't know how much longer seconds later i saw the another tweet oh they're sold out already and i'm still still sitting here in a queue and just like watching all this happen i'm like what in the world? What good does this do for a customer if I'm sitting here being patient, like the Nintendo site says to be? Wait here, don't get out of line. You're next, or not next, but you're you know you're in a, you're in line, and it doesn't do anything. Just sitting there spinning, it makes no sense. It, it it's stupid uh, and and unfair to a certain advantage, you know, to a certain extent, where it's like. I did exactly what the, the site was designed to do for me as a customer. And it basically said, I, I basically, I watched everybody just kind of walk past me. Like I'm, you know, just envision myself standing there in line, you know, in a GameStop or whatever for the midnight launch. But you see people walking by you going right in the store and then walking out with whatever it is you're waiting in line for. And you're like, What's going on here? <laughs> Why how did they do that? And that's that's what sucks. And the other thing that sucks is that Nintendo, I know you guys watch us and all that kind of stuff, so listen up. This was <laughs> this was very disappointing to see when you when you watched this happen. And it was exciting to see that you're using a new system to order things. You know, so for customers to come order things. Uh, and then it was like, okay, understood new system, work out your kinks, come back. And then hopefully it works out, uh, for the better. Um, it, I guess did slightly for some people, but it didn't, it was disappointing. It didn't work out. And it was very disappointing. Like I said, just to be sitting there watching other people either successfully do it by going through a back door or another link or whatever, uh, while I'm sitting here waiting patiently all day. And another person we saw in our community was basically kept sitting there all day waiting for their turn and they, they didn't get it. Very disappointing. And again, brings back the fact of why are companies like this doing it this way when you've seen other companies like Limited Run Games do a pre-order system or like some of the other um hardware companies uh i forget the hardware company that did the 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 upgraded game boy advance or whatever um the the all metal version or whatever that oh, was. oh yeah 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 um this the fancy version there where it was pre-order or like the play date you know you or even the steam deck you know you go in and you put in your orders and you got waves. It's like you either fell in a certain wave of groups of shipping, shipping things, or you do like limited run where you open the window long enough and then you close it, you know, and then you fulfill your pre-orders by a certain date in four to six months. I mean, as blades coming out later this year anyway. So why not do a pre-order thing this way? I mean, a lot of, The last time this happened, we kind of said the same thing, but this one has a little bit more disappointment behind it because it should have been fixed. It should have been something to the effect of, I think more frustrating was just, I was doing what the site said, but I saw everybody else going through the back door and getting theirs.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I I don't understand for the life of me why at this point Nintendo cannot figure out pre-orders.
2: Yeah, they were queuing up multiple times. Like, they were queuing up before putting it in the cart, and then the cart sometimes would say, yeah, you have an item in the cart, but, oh, no, your cart's empty. But you have something in the cart, but it's empty. Yeah, get a loop of that for a while, and then... Cart queued up. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't queue the cart. If you, <laughs> you're supposed to queue in the front of the store. Let people buy their item, then check out. If you have, if you are queuing twice, you let too many people in the first door.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just glad. Look, I, this is not good. And I'm glad it wasn't for something that I really wanted because I would be extremely upset as well. I hate, Tim, that you were not able to get one. My only hope at this point for people who want one is that maybe there's going to be a round two uh, and that your account will keep a person from buying. (laughs) Well, yeah, at this point, round three, like if, if you've got one on your account, it would keep you from buying another one. Yeah, yeah I, uh,
2: I just loaded up the page. I, I was able to get one ordered. I loaded up the page and it does say item limit reached, even though it still also says currently unavailable. That's good.
1: Okay. The the problem with this is that Nintendo never makes enough special editions. Never. And at this point, it's like you've got a month. They could have done, they could have done a special edition pre-order two months ago when they first announced it and they could have produced enough for the amount of pre-orders that they take, that they took. Yeah. Right. It's that easy. Yeah. And some people even were reporting that they were seeing, uh, some people were seeing it at 89 99. And some people were seeing it at one nineteen ninety nine. 99.
2: Well, was that was one 99, the count of that price?
1: I don't know. They yeah, said it that cool. it looked like the price went up for them.
0: Yeah, the whole thing was definitely disappointing. Um, like they didn't learn anything from it or didn't actually fix anything. It just, just, they just, just waited it and said, we'll do it again on another day. And hope yeah. that it would it's be, okay.
2: If, if the 119 was Canada dollars, that makes sense. Because that My might, question what is what this.
1: Is the only way to get one of these through Nintendo's online store, are they not going to sell them in stores at all? That's, that's my correct.
2: understanding.
1: Did they make 20? I mean.
0: That's correct.
1: <laughs> and I guess this, maybe, I, maybe this is naive, but is this series really that popular?
2: No, it's just it, Nintendo's putting out a collector's edition. So people want it.
0: Well, well, that's not, that's, That's the crazy thing, because they did the collector's edition of Metroid Dread, and I was able to get that with no problem. Sure. Through the same channel, but with their older system. Now, with the same system, you know, so there's definitely popularity differences there. More people playing Xenoblade than Metroid Dread, obviously. But if you're going on the theory of because it's a collector's edition, that doesn't hold true because not everybody bought it but maybe because of those people who scalp them know the Metroid Dread wasn't going to sell. Right. The collector's edition at least. So where this one passed collector's editions for sure sold. So that's why this one was hot for everybody to have to have. And there's probably going to be some, somebody made multiple accounts so that they could get, try to get, as many copies as they can. And we'll see some video of that person hoarding 10 of them in their warehouse with all a bunch of other games that we couldn't get our hands on.
2: I just looked at eBay. (laughs) There's a a bunch of them already listed up in the 200s range. There's one for 300, one for 320.
0: That's the other frustrating thing too, is like no learning here. And that's frustrating to me. Nintendo didn't learn anything or learn from what they should have been researching in this environment where, okay, how do we combat scalpers? One, look at the date of the account. When was it created? Because I sure as hell created an account a long time ago with my name on it. That yep. when I go in there, you it's sitting there spinning to see. That it's me, Neo Prime Thirty Three, before I could hit the buy button. My account was created when we use launch day. Exactly. So
1: they <laughs> no, know what about, who's
0: in there what first. If, before what if that. somebody,
1: but how would that keep somebody who is like legitimately? They opened their account today or or yesterday.
0: That's what how I'm saying. That- Nintendo knows because of that. It's like okay, there's data there. There's like as soon as they get in the store, they who signed in? You're signed in. This account was created you've bought things from us uh, and all that kind of stuff. And there's ways from the data to be able to tell whether or not this is somebody going to be just scalping it or whatever, you know? And uh, unfortunately, yeah, that means there are going to be a few people who did create their account today because, or, you know, a few days before because they learned that this was coming for sale on their, their system and their first time Nintendo owners. But again, there's other data there that should show like, like are they new are they in a family plan type thing you know do they have other things that they bought from us
1: you know this is this is why stores closing like gamestops and toys R us and things like that are bad because that limits the channels for pre-orders and when the channels for pre-orders are limited uh you end up with people like you who are who are sorely disappointed because they didn't have the opportunity like you know, when you spread those pre-orders out, like if they'd said today, this this special edition is going to be available for pre-order from Walmart, Target, GameStop, uh, Best Buy, uh, you know, and the Nintendo store. At least you have a chance, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. you know, at one of those places. And at least like at some of those places, you could have walked in a brick and mortar store and said, I want to pre-order this right down through your system right here, right down.
0: Yeah. Again, it tells me that Nintendo didn't learn anything with this development of the site, because if you're going to limit it to just yours, then do the research and figure out how to best give your customers the better experience. And I think you would point to a pre-order type system like limited run, for example.
1: You want to go one batter. Sure. Uh, you want to do one better and one that would make people mad, but it would stop, maybe even stop a, a little bit of this. You got to be uh, pre-orders go up two hours earlier for my Nintendo members.
0: Yeah.
2: There you go. Yeah. Why not? You know, Best bike charges $200 to give people yep. early access. That's to customer
0: loyalty for sure. Yeah. It's two. <laughs> so it's like, you got people who've signed up for your your loyalty program, your rewards yep. program. Use it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the frustrating thing is nothing was learned. You know, like
1: I was very frustrated by the way that uh, Metroid Dread pre-orders went up, like in OLED, even like there was no warning. It's like oh, you had yeah. to know somebody on the inside. You had to know when. Why can they not like and but but I mean even today. They said they'll go live at, on June 30th, but did they give a time? Nope. Or did no it just? It was
2: just Jesse was other, like, "Hey, there's a
0: queue." That's the other frustrating thing. No and time I, was I given. noticed
2: it because of Wario 64's Twitter account.
0: Well, why? Why do that?
1: Wario there's 64's already... Twitter account's great sometimes, but then other times it is a
0: plague. Yeah, because cause it means that everybody people... know Then the whole yep. world knows now, and, not, and then that's when it's like, yeah, it's gone.
1: It's, it's gone in minutes,
0: but that's minutes. why just give a freaking time. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: I feel for you because like, I, I've been I've, there. I've done, I, me, I remember missing the Zelda joy cons. Thankfully somebody got those. Thankfully they came back in stock at Amazon yeah. too. I could have got them there. Um, you nope. know, what's funny is, is the Metroid dread amiibo are still sitting at my target.
0: Yeah. I would say, don't feel bad for me. It was, again, I'm, I was okay with it. I've, you know, if I'm going to play this game, it's going to be the, it's going to be download anyways. Um, It was mainly, I was going to get one for, you know, the Nintendo dads for the community contest or whatever Justin had in mind. So um, after they said it was one, it was frustrating going from two to one. Cause it was two originally, like I said, I was going to, I was going to get one for myself and for the community, but then, then it went down to one. I was like, all right, I already kind of dealt with that and was like, okay, I'll just make, I'll try to get one for the community and then couldn't even do that. So I just, again, I do hope that those people who really wanted it did get it. Obviously there's a few people out there on eBay are, who got it and are going to sell theirs because they know they can make an extra buck.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And Ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> don't a schwack load. Schwac load. A
1: schwack load. A schwack load is a butt ton of bucks. Um <laughs> and it's it's wrong. It's terrible. Anyway, uh, let's move on and talk about an event, shall we? Tim, why don't you let us know about what's coming up?
0: Sure. Before I do that, I want to answer Dragon's question. He says, I mean, how else will people know in regards to knowing when that dropped? You give a time and a date, not just the date. You give a time. Then everybody knows. Let's go to there and because it's all going to get crashed anyways. So build your system better to handle people coming in. The alternative (laughs) is you have
2: a million people F5, 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 putting extra load on their servers. It doesn't have to be.
0: Right. So, all right. Anyways, the event that we always talk about is the third Friday of every month we do the dinner table. And that's where we can talk about stuff like this and be able to talk about it with each other, especially those who are disappointed and may not have gotten one or those who may have gotten one and help the others feel better that they'll they'll share pictures of those, their new uh, <laughs> Xenoblade uh, special edition when they get it. So, But anyways, that's what we get together for every third Friday of the month doing a Nintendo Dads um dinner table where the whole community if you uh in the discord uh if you're patreon or twitch subscriber um you get to come in and join in on july 15th will be the july version at 10 p.m eastern daylight time uh and we just get together and chit chat about everything just what's been going on with gaming um the highs and lows uh, and what's been going on in media overall, like any new music drops or any new movies or TV shows, we talk about everything in there, books, comics, toys, um, all kinds of fun stuff. Even one of these times I plan on sharing out all the different hats I have, I think is one of these ones I'll do. <laughs> I'll just bring them all down and share all my hats because people are asking, how many hats do I have? Just come and enjoy the, the dinner table and you can find out But <laughs> that's every third Friday of every month. That's our next event.
1: All right. And now it's time for Jesse's Pokemon Minutes.
0: Pika, Pika, Pikachu. I hate you
1: all.
3: July updates for Pokemon Go. July's Community Day will be on July 17th and will feature Starly. Pokemon Go anniversary event will run from July 6th through July 12th. During this event, Charmeleon, Charizard, and Pikachu will be wearing party hats. Trainers who have party hat Charmanders from previous events will be able to evolve them. A special event featuring Pokemon debuts and new adventures will take place in a yet to be revealed event that will take place from July 27th through August 2nd. Pokemon appearing in 5 star raids this month. Articuno starting on July 1st. Zapdos starting on July 7th. Moltres starting on July 14th. Dialga starting on July 22nd. Pokemon appearing in Mega Raids this month. Mega Charizard X starting on July 1st. Mega Charizard Y starting on July 7th. Mega Pidgeot starting on July 14th. Mega Gengar starting on July 22nd. The July Research Breakthrough Encounter will be Lickitung. That is all of the Pokemon Go news for the week. Robo Jesse. That
0: was fantastic. Robo Jesse has
1: a new voice.
2: Yeah, I got inspired. I'll explain that in a little bit.
1: Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Jesse, you're up first. All right. So uh,
2: I played Portal in its entirety. I did that in in a stream. was it two nights ago? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was two nights ago. And, uh, Tim hop, hopped on. And I'm like, Tim, if you're planning on playing this game and you are, and you've not played it before, don't watch me play it. Cause right. it'll spoil half the puzzles for you. So I kind of kicked him out, but, uh, yep. I, but I was like, the, okay, see ya. <laughs> people who were watching me saying that the, the Glados voice was creepy and said, huh? Oh, like, Robo Jesse's voice should sound like that, and I'm like, oh, I can probably make some tweaks. So I found <laughs> out how to add an effect in the, to to the voice. So I, I like I like how it turned out. Nice. So yeah, I, I played I'm Portal. For him to say something about cake. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it is a lie. <laughs> that is that's the rumor. So yeah, I, I played through Portal in its entirety on the stream. Who just under two hours in total, so that's on the website if you want to. If you want to be spoiled, and then I started Portal Two. I started yesterday and played a little bit more this afternoon, which is why my show prep went late because I was playing that until I sh- longer than I should have. Should have. I'm still early on. I'm not. I'm near the end of Act One. Yeah, Portal Two is like three or is at least three times longer than the original game. At least, the original game pretty much has two distinct sections. Portal Two has three distinct sections, and they're each are longer than Portal's sections. So, again, I'll, since the game is still early for Switch users, I won't do, I won't say much more beyond that, because since I'm sure for like Tim, these will be the first time people have had a chance to play these games, but they are good games. And actually, I was worried that I was not going to be able to handle it playing it with a controller, because I'm so used to playing it the Steam version with a mo- with a mouse and keyboard. You know, Portal was launched in 2007, Portal Two launched in 2011, so I've been playing these games for a long time. But uh, I was I, I was able to play through the whole game with the controller, so I'm like, hey, okay, this isn't this isn't so bad.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to know about because you were when I came on and I wanted to know about that. And you were like, nope, go away. <laughs> the
1: only way that I've ever played them is is with a controller. So okay. I, I do remember was when, right at home.
2: When Portal 2 first launched, I bought it on the PS3 because it had steam integration. So if you bought the PS3 version and linked it with your Steam account, you get the Steam version for free. So that's how I bought that game. And I did try that with a controller, and I didn't like it at the time. So now, it, apparently, it's, th- things have got, have gotten better. Good. Good to hear. is cool. asking if there's gyro controls, there is an option to turn it on, but I n- never felt like I needed to. Yeah. But it's there, I'm, but I can't. I haven't tried it, so I can't speak to it.
1: I've played through the majority of Portal One uh, as of this evening, and so I've never used gyro controls. It feels very. I mean, I originally played on the Xbox 360 as part of the Orange Box Orange collection, box. so I. It's always felt good with the controller to me, so I, I, I didn't think I needed it. So yeah, that was my first experience with it.
0: Speaking of which, I heard that somebody got Half-Life 2 working on the Switch. I read that. By
1: working, you mean that they can't really do anything and it crashes occasionally and it's
0: weird. There's still issues.
1: But
2: if if someone has the time to actually put development into it, it can be done. Sure. Because they run on the same engine.
1: Yeah, and I want to say here that... The the engine for this game, I mean, they've not really done anything to it. It's still very viable. I mean, it looks great on Switch and plays well too. And if again, like Jesse said, if you've never experienced Portal or Portal 2, you you really this like I know they're five bucks on Steam, but if you all you have is a Nintendo console, you need to play these games. They're excellent. So well, there's
0: a difference there too. I mean, yeah, you can connect a controller to your PC and play on Steam, but um, you're already used to your Switch. You're probably going to want to play it there anyways. Yeah.
1: Well, and I was going to say, and you can play it on the go, but then some people will be like, well, there's Steam Deck. And I'll be like, is there Steam Deck? <laughs> uh,
0: not everybody this, has a Steam Deck yet. That's right. Yeah, not 100 million not. people have a Switch. Uh, there's not 100 million Steam that's Decks there right. yet. Tim, what have you been playing? <laughs> So I've been playing a couple games. Uh, first game I played, and I did three hours of it during a stream, and that's Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Uh, we thankfully got a code from Nintendo UK, so thanks to them for giving us that code. I was able to play because originally I was holding off to pick that up. I've been holding off to pick up a lot of things because of the next game I'll talk about. But um, I. I was thankful that we got that code and I was able to try it. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to play it as long as I can stand it. You know, I can be awake for it. So, um, and that was, you know, a good, almost three hours. So apparently it was good. Yeah. And uh, John was cracking me up. Cause he was like, it looked like you were playing all night. And that was because I left it docked after I was done streaming and left it paused there or left it on. Yeah. I was paused there in the menu. Uh, so it looked like I'd been playing all night and he was trying to figure out why I was playing this game rather than my PS5 that I recently acquired. So because <laughs> I just got that. He's like, why aren't you playing one of your other games? <laughs> so I, just thought, I thought that was kind of funny. You ask it was ask cry. Right. Uh, Three Hopes is, uh, if you're not familiar, is, you know, another Warriors game. It's a hack and slash game. Uh, with the twists of of whatever game that's in, whatever. Um, yeah, so like there's the, the Zelda ones. So it has a little bit of twists from those games. Uh, and then the Fire Emblem ones, their twists in this one is it has some of the th- same things that you had in Three Houses, which is you have some strategy, you have some, uh, uh, what do you call it, building between characters, uh in there too i didn't get a chance to do any of that other than talking to a few people although when i did talk to them you could see the little heart icons pop up and all that fun stuff so um when that happened it is basically just a a different version of three houses where it does a lot of the same things but this has a little bit this is more hack and slash so um and i i love good hacking slash, hack and slash games so i had a lot of fun with it during the two and a half two and a half hours three hours i was playing on it and i'm hoping to be able to jump back back into it at some point um but i don't know because i right now i've been i have a plan and that is i have to finish the legend of zelda breath of the wild before live alive comes out which is and you're so alive. close Yes, so that's the other game I've been playing, and I actually played a lot of that uh, a couple hours uh, earlier this week and a couple hours before the show, and I beat the fourth Divine Beast. So I got the fourth Divine Beast done, beaten, and now that was the last thing I did. So now I have things to prepare for to get to beat Ganon. so so That much closer. So just Ganon left. And uh, in fact, I posted a clip of, or I captured a clip of um, Zelda talking to me after I beat that fourth uh, divine beast. So, because you know how much everybody the community is like, anytime I talk about another game, they show a picture of Zelda crying because I'm not playing Breath of the Wild. (laughs) So Zelda's talking to me. They're
1: they're not gonna
0: let up on you. Zelda's talking to me. She's saying, hey. We're here for you. We're ready when you're when when you're ready to come beat up on Ganon. So I'm happy to say I'm getting that much closer, peeps. So gotcha. That's what
1: I've been awesome. playing. Awesome. So uh, since I've not been on for a while, I've got a pretty long list. I'm going to try to cut through these pretty quick. I've already talked about Portal, picked it and Portal Two up, and I'll be playing through those. Uh, but to go into the uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is awesome. I love this game. And I uh, we actually, the weekend it came out, uh, my son and I downloaded it, made a pizza, and spent all night playing TMNT, uh, eating pizza, drinking Kool-Aid. It was like I was That's back the in the 90s. Idea. That is uh,
0: awesome.
1: We had a fantastic time. We did not finish it. Um, I did finish it on my own with Donatello and I'm going back and uh, playing it again with those new characters. But for me, it's like one of those games I can drop into and play a few levels and I'm fine. You know, I'm done. Um, I've also been playing freshly frosted, which we got a code for, which is a donut making puzzle game uh, with a super cool. uh, It's, it's, it's such a, like, it's a weird story, but I get it. Uh, you play as this girl who, uh, when she has, like, anxious moments, imagines clouds in the sky as donut factories where, like, donuts are being made en masse. And so, you like, you have to draw the line to get it from the, like, place it comes out to the oven or to the delivery counter, the oven to the delivery counter. But b- between there, you've got to connect, like, if it needs frosting or if it needs sprinkles or whipped cream or a cherry, or there's different color, like there's different um, shape donuts based on different seasons. Uh, Cause you're playing through like a year in her life. So it's really, and, and like, if you're like one of those people who like lo-fi music, there's, there's great music in this game, but also like, it's really Zen. Like once you get it and like you start the machine, everything stamping at the same time, and moving at the same time, and it's like moving with the beat of the music. It's just beautiful, um, and it's got some really neat puzzles too. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, also, speaking of puzzles, I also picked up a Leckhead uh, and finished it like the first weekend. But God, it's so good, y'all! If you've not played a Leckhead, run, run to your switch and go buy this game right now. Um, if you're a fan of Mega Man. There's some very Mega Man vibey things here going on. But uh, it, it's a one-guy. It's a one-guy development team developed the whole game, all the puzzles, the music, the art, and it's just its so charming. Uh, the little robot is so cute, and I love this game. Money well spent. Um, it also launched around the same time as Fire Girl Hack and Splash Rescue DX, and I would love to be able to tell you that I love this game as much as I thought I was going to, but I don't. Um, it's great. Uh, there's some good things about it, like the, the fact that, you know, like you're playing this firefighter, she goes in, and each of the levels is like a procedurally generated, um, you know, fire situation where you're in like rescuing pets and people. But what I really found out about it is, number one, the controls are way too floaty. And it really loves to get in cheap hits that cause you to die a lot. Uh, And Tim, I think you played some of this too, right? Did you, did you kind of feel the same way or am I off, off track on this?
0: I, I can't, I was,
1: how
0: how can I explain this? I'm not that good of a gamer. So for me, I felt it was me. So but see, I that's feel why like I gave it more of a pass in some situations. Yeah. So I, I just thought I had to get good.
1: So no, I think it's there's some there's some control issues, like especially like her movement. It yeah. Like she accelerates really quickly, and it's just
0: the controls aren't <sighs> tight. They're not tight. Okay. And I
1: not like I wanted. And I'm gonna keep hacking at it. Get it. Yes. But uh There's probably going to be
0: some sort of, um, you know, update to it. I'm sure they'll get back.
1: And I would love to see that. I would love to see those controls tightened up because if they were, it would feel perfect. Like it would, like, if they can just capture that feel, it would be a perfect game. I love the art style and everything.
0: Yes. Uh, Um,
1: and the story is just off the rails. It's like fire demons are attacking the city. And so there's, there's some kind of government plot and it's,
0: it's I, just I've firefighting. Been, I definitely it's enjoyed just, it a lot, but definitely felt like I needed to get better at it. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's definitely got a curve there. Uh, I've also been playing the Research and Destroy demo that's out on Switch right now. Um, if you are a fan of Codename Steam that came out on Switch or um, on 3DS a few years ago, and you're years. looking for like a similar game, you need to check this out Research th- and Destroy. Yes, it is 3D strategy where you and two other uh, – char- like you control a team of three characters who all have different um, – well, they have kind of the same abilities but kind of different, too. And what you're doing is you're working to contain a team uh, or, or a, an outbreak of monsters. So the tutorial level, you're killing zombies and, like, you can snipe and you can do all this stuff, but it's it's done with this really interesting – time limit thing. So, like, you can move and shoot and do everything you want to, uh, but you only have, like, 15 seconds per character each round to do it in. So, like, you've got to kind of be strategic, and, and there's cover system, and uh, it's just it's really interesting. And I thought the demo was kind of beefy uh, enough to understand, like, to really understand what the game was about. Uh, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm thinking about picking it up. Um, speaking of demos, I've also played the live, alive demo. Uh, this, you get to play three different, uh, time periods. One of them is like ancient China. The other is like the end of feudal Japan and the other is the future. Um, I finished the ancient China one, the one that's all about Kung Fu. Uh, and it does a great job of like being maybe the easy introduction to it. Um, I really, really love the art style in this game, and it's fully voiced. So, in a lot of part, or pretty much fully voiced, uh, and the combat's satisfying. It ha- if, if you haven't seen it, it happens on a grid. So, like you're you can move your character on this kind of two point five D grid, and then your attacks when you when you go to use your attacks, you can see the area they go in, and like with this guy who was the kung fu master. He had certain attacks that would only hit in certain squares. So you had to like maneuver him, but then they would also offer uh, him the ability to like, he would go in and hit him and use the momentum to bounce back to safety. So he can get out of the opponent's clutches. Now the guy, the one I'm playing right now is the one in um, the, the like the Japanese feudal thing. And you're infiltrating a castle and you either can fight or you can press the Y button and, like, disappear. All right? But the, here's the issue is I want to fight, and I've been fighting, but the game is forcing you to play at, like, because like stealth because you're really under-leveled, like from the, the Chinese when you're, like, level 10 and you're, like, rocking people, right? And then this one, you're level 2. And the first fight I was in, I got trucked. It was like two two hits wow. and I was done. Uh, and so I think that what it's doing is it's causing you, because it tells you, you know, you can either fight or you can stealth. I haven't tried the future one yet, but y'all, this this is something special. I, 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 I'm really excited for Live Alive now. Um, the other game that I've been playing is Fall Guys. I've been uh, enjoying that. I'm not buying the Battle Pass. I'm not. I keep telling myself that like every time I'm like, I'm not doing it. No, because I don't need another, because I'm also playing Fortnite. I'm also playing Nintendo Switch Sports and trying to keep up with those things. Uh, The other game that I've picked up and have been playing is Sonic Origins. And uh, it has spoiled me for Sonic because once you play Sonic 1 in widescreen, you'll never go back. It. I did the digital package, like the full-end digital package. I will tell you, I've not had any time to explore anything other than booting up Sonic 1 for the first time and, like, trying it out and being like, oh, okay. Uh, So, I don't, like, I've not experienced the changed music in 3. But I think for an overall package, it's it's okay. I think Sega got a little slimy with it, got a little greedy. Uh, But if you're a Sonic fan, these are, this is really the only way you can play Sonic 3 modern you know like uh on a modern console so i, I think it's worth picking it up for that because sonic 3 is an incredible game so that's what i've been playing it's a lot i know but uh i'm looking forward to getting in some Before more we move on, there was something
2: else i wanted to mention i just wanted to let you guys have sure say what you played first because this isn't a game this is like a, uh, a project that i started all right Near the beginning of the year, I you know, saw a series of videos by uh, Ben Eater, E A T E E R, where he went making this small little mini computer on an electrical breadboard, where you have to yes. put it, you know put in a chip and then you connect the wire from one point to another point, so you can do do this. It's meant for like electrical prototyping without needing solder. But uh, so f- very good type of technology for a beginner who is who's learning elect- microelectronics. So I I picked up some of his kits and haven't done anything with them until a few weeks ago. I st- I finally got around to uh, starting some of some of his kits. And I shared some of the pictures on on the dis- on the Discord. Like the first one is just a, a timer, like a like a clock timer because you know, ultimately this is to be a, with a little mini-computer powered by a 6502 processor, which is the same processor that is in an NES. It's in Commodore 64s. It's just in Apple IIs. So it was, an, it was used a, a lot in the early 80s. And so and it at the time it ran at a clock speed of one to four megahertz. I think modern versions can go up to 17 megahertz but uh his kit comes with a one megahertz timer but the one the first kit i built basically is a i built my own timer that has both variables uh timing and like i think i can could push the button to send one clock pulse so it can be i think so i think the fastest will be like like 60 or 80 hertz so very slow <laughs> and then i started building the actual 6502 part and that that part didn't work for me so i ended up rebuying additional parts more more breadboards and i'm going to build it out larger so i have more room to work with so i'm going to use up a lot of extra wire in in that process but hopefully with that i'll be able to you know get this thing working and when i well ultimately what i wanted to do is you know it comes with Part of it is an LCD display, like sixteen characters by two lines, so very. But if I can get it to say messages, you know, either it'll pop in or scroll or however, I can like use those as part of like video headers and footers. Like, here's a list of patrons scrolling on this old school LCD display. I think that I think something like that would be cool because that's kind of the main reasons why I wanted to put this thing together. So.
0: Hopefully they, see uh, how it comes along for you
2: yeah so I'll so I spent I think yeah that's that's why I haven't played many games this week because I spent like 10 hours over the weekend building the timer and then like Monday and Tuesday I or Sunday and Monday I was building the part that used the 6502 but that but I couldn't get things to work so I'm gonna pretty much scrap that and and start
1: rebuilding it this weekend. Awesome, cool, Very cool. Uh, It is now time to turn on the Community Spotlight, so let's head over there. We'll start with some questions from our community here from the chat. Mechadragon101 asks, who is the best Nintendo waifu?
0: It's going to be very hard. It changes from Samus for me, I guess. So, I, I mean, that's yeah.
2: So I was thinking about the OG waifu uh, Pauline. Oh, there
0: you go. There you go. <laughs> uh,
1: I think uh, I'm going to have to go with Rosalina guys. Nice. All right. That's it's
0: the, it's the, Sweep of the, the hair. The high, yeah,
1: the, uh, one eye. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. It's like that. She was like, I, I remember when they first introduced her, I was like, oh, so it's the emo uh, Mario princess, the scene girl. <laughs> it's
2: <laughs> well, okay,
1: it, it's a nice aesthetic.
2: So I, I like how they're doing what they're doing with uh, rabbit Rosalina, where she's just kind of tired, doesn't feel, looks like she really right. wants to be there. Yes. Her idol is her head is on the box, just
1: sleeping. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what when, when she's in cover <laughs> i like it
1: i like it uh it's, i wish they would do i wish they would have introduced some more new characters more new rabbits but maybe they will maybe they will uh yes. well there, there I mean are, there's
2: there are, you know, there are 3 DLC packs so well
1: there's uh there's rabbit uh waluigi and and wario so i was hoping for real wario and waluigi but <laughs>
2: Grew. Anyway, I forgot get, about that. We got
1: Bowser. That's okay. Uh John from Dad's After Dark says a few years ago I played bloodstained on Switch and was in awe of how good a game it was. I loved it. And after beating it, I decided to look up some reviews and they showed Xbox and PlayStation footage. And that's when I learned that the Switch version graphically was heavily compromised on mo- more powerful consoles. It was a smooth 60 frames per second and looked and controlled much prettier. My question for the dads is, what's a game you played on a Nintendo console or older console in general and then experienced in a better way later and were blown away? The answer that came to me first and foremost was when I got my PS5 and downloaded Fortnite, (laughs) uh, I was blown away because I've been so used to playing on Switch for so long. It's actually on next gen is really, really a gorgeous game. Light effects and everything.
2: I think there's only one game I can think of that isn't... Here's a game I played on the NES, and then I saw its arcade counterpart, and, oh, the arcade's so much better. Yeah, like Gauntlet, for example. But, uh, you know, there is a a more recent example, because when Persona 5 Strikers came out, I think it was last year, I played it on the Switch, and my son bought it on the PS4, and it is noticeable you know the graphics themselves don't look much different because they're still relatively simplistic gra- uh, graphics but just 30 frames animation versus 60 frames animation it it's you can tell and uh, that 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 surprised me
0: i can't think of one other than maybe a long time ago when i was a kid and played Mario All-Stars on the Super NES playing the uh, older games that were in 16 bit. <laughs> when they changed updated it then I was like, "Oh, this is cool." So, but I, I can't think of anything right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I Outer do worlds, remember like you No, know, other worlds look different, you know, as much better.
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> not the same, maybe not the same thing. But I think in a similar vein, was I remember picking uh, Mortal Kombat on the Sega Genesis back in the day, even though I knew that it didn't look as good or sound as good, oh yeah, because it had blood. But then the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat Two, the wheel, the training wheels came off, and it was the full game, and it was almost near the arcade experience. Of course, a little bit different, but uh, I I had to have that one as a, as a kid. I can't, man, I I really can't think of any other options or any other, um, any other examples. He also asks, Is this if Tim started Persona 5 Royal on October 21st, 2022, how many directs would Marty be disappointed with by the time he rolled credits? (laughs) Uh, and seeing his speed on Breath of the Wild, I'm going to say at least three to four. (laughs) There's a lot packed into that statement, yeah. (laughs) Great question. Uh, Andros from the Nintendo Pals said, I thought the Mini Direct was really nice, especially compared to previous partner showcases. Super great pacing, a lot of cool announcements. Nothing in particular stood out, but it just felt like a super quality presentation. I Also kind of like Xenoblade getting its own presentation, it gave its own space for Xenoblade fans while those not interested didn't have to watch. Yes. Um, my question for y'all is what upcoming games... Would you like to see get their own dedicated direct as Xenoblade 3 had? What what say you guys?
0: Metroid Prime 4. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be all over that one. I'll soak it all up for sure.
1: Here in the South, we say we'll sop it up with a
0: biscuit. Exactly. That's what I would do, sop it up with a biscuit.
2: Okay. that's all very carby. We love carbs. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, well, it's, 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 so many games we don't yet know that are coming that we it would probably be good answers to this, but we just don't know that they're. I'm coming. gonna
1: say Splatoon three. I think yeah. we should get a good beefy Splatoon three focus direct.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get one for Breath of the Wild too. So, oh yeah, definitely would be a great one too.
1: I, I really think that what we have to, what we have to show and what we need to show it, it was Splatoon three. What needs to come into that direct is what makes this so different from Splatoon two. Yes. Uh, like, you know, what is, what, what is going, what is here to make you buy this ex- uh other than they're going to turn the Splatoon two servers off
0: <laughs> eventually. Right. 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 Yep. Yeah. Why couldn't they just, um, yeah, that's a good point. Cause why could, what is it? Why did they have to stop to why couldn't they just build on to and go forward on, on the same system? And why did they feel they had to stop and make a whole new third version? You know? What yeah. Why could there? this not just be DLC? Yeah. You know, yeah. Over and over. Make another expansion or whatever, or yeah.
1: Person personally what I'm hoping for and what I know a lot of people are too is the, that there would be a more involved single player campaign. Right. You know, something having to do with why are, why is there a wasteland now? Why are we yeah why is it post-apocalyptic splatoon? But who knows? That'll probably be DLC too. <laughs> right. Well guys, that's all of our questions uh for this we week. Got a, we got
2: another one that's come in, in the chat. Oh, okay. Venom NYC. Um, are, are the dads fans of skate? Are you guys pumped for the new skate game? I used to own a skateboard company and love skate better than Tony Hawk Pro Skater.
0: Mm.
1: Well, and I think that's important, uh, especially with Tony Hawk himself announcing that lately that there were remakes of two and, or, or three and four that were coming that have been now canceled. Any yeah. of you guys play skate? I did no. not.
0: No, I was I mainly playing the Tony Hawk games. I didn't play any of the other. There's Tony Hawk and the BMX games. That's what I mainly played. Um this one no. Um but there are several other people in our community who are stoked for this game. So just cuz us dads aren't, you know, just as you know. That's why there's other people in the community who are. So varying uh flavors of games that everybody likes. So this particular group isn't in, isn't into that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, um, we had some some listeners who used to who were really excited about Ali Ali and mm-hmm. uh, I think Ali Ali World, um, but I haven't heard. Of I was anything.
0: excited for Ali Ali stuff for sure, and then the Ali Ali World came out too, and I was excited for that and Tony Hawk's games. But that's where the extent of my skating game experience came in. I didn't play yeah. skate or um, willing to I check played them Tony out. Hawk I just,
1: three religiously on the GameCube. Like, that was that was my jam, and I don't know why. Like, I just got sucked in, but it yeah. was uh, – I did not play skate. Every now and then
0: there's a game that you either – you get into because you and your friends are into it and – or you're getting into it because it's just something about it that's very zen. I think
1: that – I think with Tony Hawk 3, it was that, like, there was so much buzz around it, like, it being such a fantastic game. I was like, yeah. I got to see – and it was it was simple enough that a non-skateboarder, like somebody who wasn't into that culture, it was it was easy enough that uh, like I could pick it up. And yeah. the challenges made you want to keep going. And then there was there was a fact too in, in three, you could unlock Darth Maul and you could. <laughs> it was just it was a good game. It was nice. a good game. Yeah. So
2: he's he says he highly recommends it if you're into Tony Hawk. And Skate 3 is on Game Pass.
1: All right. Cool. I have to check that out with my Game Pass machine. (laughs) Uh, Well, those are all our questions. Let's move into an update on our family of podcasts. Tim,
0: take it away. All right. So, again, uh, we have our family of podcasts, which consists of Game Pass News for Xbox listeners, Dads After Dark Show for talk about things that we don't talk about here. So it's definitely... um, for the older crowd, when your kids go to bed, type of thing. <laughs> so, the dads after dark show, and then retro logic for our, a lot of the retro people out there. Um, that's where our retro rewind goes to uh, whenever they do those. And also, although on hiatus, they have a retro groove podcast, which talks which talks about a lot of music. Um, so, uh, so going back to Game Pass news, they recently dropped episode fifty nine, and they titled it "Cranky Kong Presents Game Pass News." And they talk about Game Pass news, shadow drops, where did all the fun go, demo day for Xbox, was there a miss in late June, and then they also go over a lot of things that went that came out this week for Game Pass. So check that out if you are got an Xbox and you're overwhelmed by everything that comes through Game Pass. These guys play it and they'll let you know whether or not you should take the time to play it as well. Like I said, Dad's oh. After Dark show. They do their stuff. Uh, again, it's uh, after the kids gone to bed and they, you want to talk about things or listen to them talk about things that are a little bit more mature. Go there. But they also talk about games. Uh, this this particular recent drop was a special Nintendo Direct Mini reaction. Uh, and they talk about Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, some more. near Autonomous to Switch. Uh, Persona 5 Royale to switch day and date. Um, and farming sim worth RPGing over is a question they ask. So lots of good topics there. And again, Retro Logic covers a lot of the retro stuff. Where uh, episode 82 for Retro Logic is all about beat em ups. Episode 8 on On Topic Retro, John talks with Chris HL and Wondrous Will about Bionic Commando. And again, Retro Groove, which is currently on hiatus for the summer. Their last episode was about their uh, uh, favorite albums that have sold 25 million copies. So great stuff.
1: Absolutely. Y'all go check out all those shows, retro logic dads after dark game pass news. And of course, keep it right here uh, as well as we move into the future guys, that's episode 382. We want to thank you for hanging out with us tonight. And a reminder, Uh, we want to thank our Patreon producers and all of our patrons as we close out the show, Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, Alexander Ocampo, RJ Kern, Chad Benoist. Thank you guys for being Patreon producers in there at the $30 level. And thanks to everybody rocking it with us over on Nintendo, uh, patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads, even just for a dollar a month, you guys are so, so cared for and valued. And we are so thankful for you. We also wanna say a huge thanks to our over 6,200 YouTube subscribers, over 1,300, almost 1,400 followers on Twitch. And thanks to the 41 of you Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities by throwing your Twitch Prime subscription toward us on a monthly basis. We really, really appreciate that as well. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember you have a Twitch Prime subscription for free that you can give and we would be honored to have that each and every month. Reminder to head over to manscaped.com, gooder.com or glitch energy and use the code NINDADS. That's N-I-N-D-A-D-S to get 20% off your Manscaped order, some percentage off your gooder order, uh, free shipping on all of those places. They've got some great deals right now, guys, great product. So you go check that out. Be sure to check out our website, nintendodads.org, where you can find all kinds of videos, tweets, podcasts, episode links, blogs, Extra Life, all kinds of stuff over there. And you can find us on social media. Most places, just type in Nintendo Dads. Boom. There we are. Email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And a reminder, wherever you listen to us, the audio version, go and give us a five-star review and write some words that are nice and Wonderful and help us look good and smell good to everybody who finds us because it just pushes us on up, helps spread the message about Nintendo Dads. This has been episode 382 for me, for Tim, for Jesse. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Later,
0: peace.
1: Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads.
3: Well done. Here come the test results. You are a horrible person. That's what it says, a horrible person. We weren't even testing for that.